Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts, your Annex Librarian. And I'm Coach Hill, your Main Building Librarian. In today's episode, we just talk about books again. So we have, we're coming back from fall break, and I have had Neanderthal Opens the Door to the Universe by Preston Norton. So this is a book I think I've told you, but it was one of the first things I bought when I came to the high school library based on a recommendation from a close teacher friend of mine. I just respect her opinion a lot, and so finally got around to reading it. Um, so Neanderthal is a nickname of student Cliff Hubbard at Happy Valley High School. Yeah, sounds great, right? Um, and so he is. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe him because it's such a big part of the book. But he is six six, two hundred fifty pound sophomore. That's a big dude. Big dude, big dude. And so they somehow he gets the nickname Neanderthal by size. Um, and so we find that he does not have really a lot of friends or support either at home or at school. And the only person that he really had was his brother, Shane, who um, passed away, took his own life or about a year ago when the book starts. And so you can kind of tell that he hasn't dealt with that pain or found another person really in the time that his brother has passed. And so he still feels that loss and is, just trying to find his way. Um, he gets into a run-in with the uh, a football player, Aaron, and they fight. And then I'm going to call him Cliff because it just, just still seems weird to say Neanderthal. But Cliff gets kicked out of school for a week. And at the end of the week, he's um, he's gone to like this place that he and his brother kind of found called the Monolith. It's a abandoned building where they just kind of hang out. It's like their spot. So he's there, and then Aaron and his friends drive by and are kind of antagonizing Cliff, but he doesn't feed into it. He just lets them drive on. Well, the next day at school when Cliff returns and um, in his class, he notices that a couple of the girls that were with Aaron are not themselves, like very emotional, upset, visibly upset. And so he finds out that Aaron had a boating accident and is in a coma. And so... um he kind of storms off. He doesn't know how to feel about it. He just, I don't think he knows how he feels for the most part of the book, but um, ends up running into Aaron after he returns. So Aaron comes out of the coma and he claims that he saw God and he has a list of things to make Happy Valley High School not suck that he has to accomplish. And apparently God told him that Cliff had to help him. And so he is trying to recruit Cliff to help him on this list of things to make the school better. And he's bent on it. He's set on it. And so there's this um, back and forth of Cliff not wanting to help. He doesn't believe it. But then also Cliff doesn't have anything else, doesn't have anyone else. So why not? So he joins Aaron in this task to make the school better. And um, there are five things, I believe, four or five things that they seek to do. And so this book is just about their quest to knock off those things. And there's just a lot of, um, there's a teacher that they're attempting to make love 
teaching kids again. There's a group of teens that they're trying to disband. There's a hacker that they're trying to stop. Just some wholesome stuff. Just a whole lot of things. And so it winds up that they are going to this debate to prove the list is real and um, validate it and different things. And so that debate happens. I'm not going to tell the outcome of that. But then it also kind of un- uncovers some things about Cliff's brother, Shane, and his passing. And and they end up being kind of reconnected in a way. And, some, and so I don't want to say a lot because that was probably my favorite part was that second half of the book when – we learn more from Shane and about Shane and, and he comes back in to play. So that is Neanderthal opens the door to the universe. It was good. It is from a sophomore boy's perspective. So that was interesting for me to read. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. not also not, I feel like at least I haven't read a ton of books no, we, from that. Perspective. Absolutely. I think it's very valuable to have in a high school library that we just, we need more. Yeah. Um, it was a good book. It was good. very YA. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. Well, mine was not YA. Nope. Uh, mine is One Italian Summer. Um, I've been thinking about how to – there's there's a relationship in the book that is kind of crucial to how the whole book unfolds, and I'm going to do a terrible job of explaining that relationship, so I just want to be upfront about that. But this book is about Katie. Um, Katie's mom, Carol, dies early in the book, and – the relationship between Katie and her mom is one that that I just said that I'm I'm really gonna do a disservice of of describing. I really I really don't know how to describe it without just reading the book mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, all I'll say, I guess, so that I'm not here trying to figure it out forever, is that when Carol died, uh, Katie was in pieces, and I guess most people would be when their mom dies, but. Um, she wasn't sure that she wanted to be married anymore. Um, she realized that her mom had made a ton of decisions for her, including you know, decorating her house and her wardrobe and Everything things she thing. likes to eat. And Katie, Katie realized that uh, she can't really cook because her mom just always cooked. And even when they didn't live together, um, like her mom would just show up with groceries and uh, kind of make a lot of decisions for her. Mm-hmm. Um Almost to the point that although she was an adult and and married, that she didn't have a ton of, of I don't want to say self-identity, but maybe sure. self-identity. Like her self-identity was her mom. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Her self-identity was her mother. And so when her mother died, her self-identity died also. I think I think that's it. Yeah. So anyways, mom dies uh, again. Katie's Katie's a mess. She's not sure that she wants to be married to her husband, Eric, anymore. She's just kind of questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before her mom had passed, Katie and her mom had planned a trip to Italy, specifically to this town. And I hope I don't say it wrong. I should have looked it up. But specifically to this coastal town, uh, Positano. Um, and the reason they were going to go there is because before Katie was born, her mom uh, had spent some time there and just remembered it fondly and always told stories about it. And so they kind of had this whole itinerary plan, kind of reliving uh, her mom's trip there 30 years ago. Um, and so after her mom passes, Katie decides that she's still going to go on the trip. So she goes, she stays at the same hotel. So she gets in, you know, she's obviously still just, again, a mess from her mom dying. She's still just not sure what's happening. So 
she's kind of out exploring the town one day. Um, and then she comes back into the hotel and she's in the lobby and at the desk is her mom. As Wow. You just, my heart just like kind of went up, 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 up I'm gonna and like stopped. Yeah. And the rest of the story goes from there. Interesting. Yeah. So her mom was, I believe 60 when she passed away. Okay. And so when Katie sees her, it's 30 years ago. Um, but it's unmistakably. Wow. Yeah. Cool. It was cool. Uh, I will say that after that point for me there, it took a little bit like it was just kind of just describing what was going on and right. it just, uh, I was reading it and I wasn't not liking it, but nothing was necessarily keeping me hooked. Uh, right. but then something does happen that, uh, with about 50 pages left or so, uh, that, that really makes you finish the book. Okay. Uh, yeah. So cool. yeah, I enjoyed it again. Not YA right. at all. I had read one of her other books in five years. Mm-hmm. I did like that one better than this one. Um, and it, is it YA? Remind me. No, that's not YA. That one's not. That either. one. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't believe she writes YA. At least okay. not to my knowledge. Or if she has, I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- yeah, I enjoyed it. One Italian summer. It was a. Uh, uh, it was cute. <laughs> I don't use that word too often. No. I don't know if I've heard you use it on Yeah, here. it sounded weird coming out of my mouth. Nice. Uh, but we'll take a quick break. We'll listen to a book preview from a White House High School student, and then we'll come back and tell you what we're going to read next. Hi, my name is Tristan Pewitt, and today I am going to be reading A House at the Bottom of a Lake by Josh Mailerman. This story is about two young lovers wanting to go out with each other. They both agreed to a first date, both at 17 years old. James and Amelia feel the rest of their lives beginning. They have the entire summer and this entire summer alone to experience the extraordinary. While they were both on a canoe on James' grandfather's lake, they didn't expect to find it. They both found a house that is at the bottom of the lake at a secret area. The house is dark and cold. It even states in the book that it seems like the house is trying to lure them both in after they both went down to check the house out. Now, both of them need to decide what they should do. If they should swim deeper into the house and perhaps discover something that they shouldn't have. Or should they return to the surface for their own safety and their own sanity. Whatever they do, they won't be able to look away what they have discovered. And one thing they learned while they were down there, just because a house is empty, it doesn't mean nobody's home. While James was down there, in the book it states, It all seemed to say, the left half swing, come in. He made to move, he made to come in, then stopped. James needed to breathe. He needed to breathe now. James' time was running out down there. He needed to get out of there fast. It felt like he was about to drown, that he was going to die before he reached the surface and his dead body was just going to appear above the water. Luckily, though, he didn't make it, barely. He had an awful headache when he got out of the water. Amelia decided to go down there for herself and check out what's going on down there. 
when she went down there, she saw something. She saw a co-hanger. She thought it was something else, though. But, like I said earlier, they aren't alone down there. Now, they really have to decide this time if they should swim deeper into the house or save themselves from whatever's lurking down there. All right, so next up for me is uh, another not YA, which is, I like YA, mm-hmm. um, but I also need breaks from YA. Uh, so this one actually is not one that I picked out. Miss Watson uh, is loaning this one to me, mm-hmm. uh, and it is called What the Fireflies Knew by Kai Harris. It reminds me of Where the Crawdads Sing. Just the, the name of the title, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. What the Fireflies Knew. So I'm a chapter into it, so I don't really have much to say right now, but I'll have a lot more to say in two weeks. Okay. I picked up something in Step With October and Halloween and all the things. I don't like scary, gory, haunting things. They hurt my heart. So, but I picked up like a mystery. It's called Killing November. It's by Adriana Mather. And it... It looks a little creepy. It looks like it's just enough to make, like, hopefully I can handle it. Um, It's a boarding school that November, it's the name of a a student, um, is going to attend. And it's a boarding school where a bunch of uh, assassins send their students or their their children to learn, like, the ways of an assassin and different things. So it's kind of interesting, hopefully. And then I think there's a death and a mystery so it's got right, all the, i can right. handle suspense sure but, but the really really dark things sure just are not for me so it should be interesting i'm looking forward to it okay right now it's time for us to check out be sure to follow us on instagram tiktok and youtube at bdp underscore library and share us with a friend don't forget to check back with us every other wednesday for the next episode of overdue make time to read thanks for listening Edited, sponsored, and produced by BDP Library at White House High School in White House, Tennessee. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library.